This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. This episode of Boomsies, it's for you in Atlantic Canada. After the hurricane went through, we've seen the images. We are thinking of you, and we got your back. Hit it, Tim. Episode number 36. As I said, Atlantic Canada, you're in our thoughts. Now let's take your mind off things for a little bit. Put this in the, the headphones or put it on the speaker, put it in the car. As you, uh, as you figure out how to get things fixed. This is the Matthew Barnaby, 36, the Matthew Barnaby episode. Played 834 games in the NHL. 2,562 penalty minutes, which is good for 18th on the all-time list. I met Matthew Barnaby once, and that was the same time I worked with him once. Uh, Jay was supposed to do a Red Bull crash dice event. He and Barnaby in Quebec City. He couldn't do it. So they said, Dan, you're doing it. I'm like, okay, get to go to Quebec City, baby. Great city. Love that place. So I did the event with Matthew Barnaby. We spent uh, two or three days together. Crash dice is where they race down on skates on that ice course. And they said, hey, guys, you want to try it? I said, no. Barnaby also said no. I'm a, I know how to skate, but I've never tried to jump on skates or go down a hill on skates. Because that's not really part of uh the skating program. You skate on flat surfaces. Those guys are crazy. So uh Barnaby was uh nothing but a a gentleman. We hung out and um, got to do uh, an event that we had no clue what we were talking about. But we tried to make it sound like we did, which is a lot of what a lot of broadcasters do. You just fake it till you make it. Thought I was going to get Red Bull for life. I didn't. I, I got a few free Red Bulls at the, the race. But if Red Bull wants to give me Red Bull for life, I'm in. 
I want to start with corrections. We haven't done these in a while because we have been picture perfect on boobsies. Last week, I wondered why refs in the UFC feel the fighter's skin before they enter the octagon. So they, they uh, feel their, their gloves, they feel behind their ears, down their arms, and I'm like, what are they looking for, weapons? Turns out they're looking for Vaseline or other slippery substances. Because somebody, I guess, once and once tried that? I don't know if it's ever been tried. Uh, some WD-40 behind the ear. Hot sauce on your elbow. Um, but that's what they're checking for. They are not checking for like a knife under your armpit. They're checking for slippery substances. Oh. Yeah, if you put like hot sauce on your arm, they wouldn't be able to feel that. That'd be a real dirty move. If you put hot sauce on like your forearm and then rub that in the person's eye. Hmm. And the feeling out would not feel that hot sauce. And I wonder, I always wonder this as well in team sports, especially in UFC. If fighters ever eat like all garlic dinner the night before or the the day of. So garlic is just oozing out of their body. And the other person is like, I can't stand this smell. I'm tapping out. I'm tapping. He puts his he puts his fingers to his nose and like, nope, I'm done. One thousand percent that has happened. You try to get in someone's head by a pre meal, a pre fight meal that is just rancid. Okay. Also, producer Tim said that four billion people watch the Queen's funeral. I know you come here for uh, cold, hard queen facts, and you want us to be factual. Other uh, news outlets are also using the uh, the four billion number, but it turns out only sixteen people watched. Sixteen, so much fewer than four. Oh, sorry, that's wrong. It turns out there's no way of knowing how many people watched on TV, but Tim figures it was near, nowhere close to four billion. How outdated is TV? You can't get a figure. Same with radio. Like, I think they still establish ratings by sending random people a little card. And you're like, hey, what did you listen to between four and five on Tuesday? And you're like, I got to fill this out. Do we not have better technology? TV and radio kind of slip into the wayside with their figure calculations like we know how many people listen to this podcast slightly under 4 billion slightly massive reach for boomsies we know it down to the decimal also last week I wondered aloud about birds not being able to use their wings and if it pisses them off or not A lot of people, I mean, a lot of people pointed out that they can pick stuff up with their beaks and their legs. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I knew that. 
you think that bird's happy being able to pick something up with his legs? And he's like, well, I want to put this in my mouth. He's probably pissed off more. And then a number of people ask if I was high with these thoughts. Whenever you have a thought that, oh, no, what is he thinking? He must be high. I don't drink or smoke. So, no, I was not high. And then uh, friends ask me, they're like, does that annoy you that someone says, oh, they think you're high? And I'm like, at first, in my sobriety, I used to because I felt they were questioning my sobriety. Like, what, you don't think? You don't think I'm doing this for real? Now I'm so comfortable in my own skin that it doesn't bother me one bit. Because I'm sober, I, I can't wonder dumb shit. I actually wonder dumb more now than ever. And I can voice it because I'm sober so I can say it out loud. All those thoughts were always there. Like, I guess this is an observ... Observations. (laughs) I guess this is an observance. Why is every other person in a drive-thru or in front of me in a store, why are they going through this transaction like it's the first time they've ever been in public? When it is my turn to order, when it is my turn in line, I am ready. I know my form of payment. I know my order. I have no add-ons. I am the perfect customer. I get in, I get out. Other people get up there and it's like they were dropped out of a spaceship. Even simple this happened the other day, drive through ATM. What the are you doing up there? I don't want to see your arm going out that window to deposit thing. That is not a deposit station. That is a withdrawal only. Drive through ATM, withdrawal only. You want a deposit? You go in the bank. You want to get money? You're boom. I was behind a vehicle the other day. They were at the ATM for five minutes. And then they finish and then slowly pull away. Oh, I'm the only person in the world. I went, got my money, and at the stop sign to leave the bank parking lot, I was behind them. They were so thrown for a loop. They're like, whoa, how did, how did, they looked in the rear view mirror. They're like, whoa, there's a car, that car was, of course, how did he do it so quick? Because I know I'm not the only person in the fucking world. If you get your order at the Tim Hortons drive-thru, the second that touches your hand, you're gone. Why are you waiting? Why is there a wait to pull away? Someone held up the Tim Hortons drive-thru the other day without a word of a lie for 15 minutes. They had four 
and you know the Tim Hortons bags are not big. So those tiny little Timmy bags were bursting at the seams, and they just kept passing them out, passing them out, passing them out. If you are ordering all that food, you go in. drive through is for beverages and anything in the display case. You want a muffin? Sure. No problem. Donut? Yep. Timbits? Okay. Croissant? Yeah. Coffee? Of course. Steep tea? Yep. Frozen lemonade? Go ahead. You want anything toasted? You want a sandwich? Get the f*** out of your car. Or just get the chili. The chili's already prepared and everything tastes like the chili. Just tell them, put it in the bag. Give me a dripping bag of chili. I'll go. I will accept that. And why are you eating that much Tim Hortons food? It's not cheap and it doesn't taste good. (sighs) Sorry. My corrections turned into a rant and i apologize for that president's cup uh was this past weekend did not get into it watched it couldn't get into it i'm like i i whatever i like their uh their uniforms or their outfits very subtle very classy nothing god awful and i didn't I will be playing my own President's Cup next week. Depending on the weather, driving down to New York State to play golf with my buddy Steve Webb. Oh, I can't wait. We're supposed to go with another friend. This has been in the works for over two months. Called him last week. I'm like, all right, you're ready to go? He's like, "Ah, I got a wedding. I'm like, you're an idiot. There is no wedding. And if there is, is this a shotgun wedding? What's going on here? You didn't know about this wedding too much? Ah, I got a wedding. And yes, I am driving to the West Hamptons. Because we have done the math. And by flying, you only save one and a half hours. And that's if nothing goes wrong. That is if there are no delays. So maybe I should do a podcast from the vehicle because it's a nine-hour drive. I'll bring along producer Tim and Z-Money and we do a driving podcast. We rate people's speed at drive throughs although there's only going to be one stop. And I'm a NASCAR stop kind of guy. I don't want to, I don't want to lose all that time I made up. So I go to a gas station. It's boom, 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 gone. I'm not uh, what those people do at the. I'm not getting a mortgage at the drive-through ATM. I'm not ordering food at that drive-through coffee window. And I'm not hitting a Dunkin' either. Hmm. This place is very overrated. And it's almost like a fast food restaurant. Tim Hortons is, but it doesn't have a fast food restaurant feel. 
Because I remember the only time I ever went to Dunkin's, I saw ketchup packets. And I'm like, this is weird. You don't see ketchup packets at Tim Hortons. So all because of one, <laughs> one time at a Dunkin's, that has framed my belief of that place or my thoughts on the, that place forever. Uh, let's get to some uh, viewer email here. Lots of stuff coming in. Get my glasses on here. Oh, Big Dog Rob. We haven't heard from him in a while. If you want to send us an email, email us at, yeah, let's talk at gmail.com. Y-A, let's talk. It is the, well, we aren't getting you to write us letters. That is the, the oldest form of correspondence. Email is the second. We need to update this. Tim's working on a caller line where you can leave us messages. Those will be interesting. Hey, Toolsy. Just throwing it out there, but I think you watching a game and commenting would be an awesome idea. Something like what the Mannings do, only better. I'm totally down for it, and I'm sure a lot more would be too. I can do color commentary. We would lower the bar like the Titanic. Big dog, Rob. Uh, sure, let's work on that. Because as I've said here before, we have we have the football games. If you go to the Bet Rivers app and you want to bet on a football game, or even if you don't want to, you click on the game, it's right there. All the games. We've got all the games on the app. You don't even need a TV. You watch all the games on your phone. Every NFL game, we have it. Bet Rivers app. Hey, Dan. A couple of things about episode 35. I'm no hockey expert, but watching PK when he played for Les Habitants was a true pleasure. I love PK's enthusiasm and excitement when he played. Along the way, we heard about uh, his philanthropy and special interests in the Montreal Children's Hospital. In a glimpse, I'm sure, of his commitment to the community. Not in a glimpse. A glimpse. Your comment about PK receiving the criticism he endured was 100% based in racism. None so popular as the BS fired PK's way by the ultimate Canadian hockey windbag Don Cherry. Sorry that PK wouldn't find couldn't find a place for his. Oh, f- I need to learn how to read. Sorry that PK couldn't find a place for this season, but like you and thousands of others, can't wait for his next move. Chara, can you possibly imagine coming down the wing and looking up with Big Z angling over? What a player, and I'm no Bruins fan. I just put him in the hall now. Yando, 365 days, LMAO. He's referring to, I said, you have 365 days to choose from to retire, and they all retired on the same day. Sully, he was our guest last week. Yep. This guy's a regular for sure, and everyone should have a Sully as a friend. By the way, I know you don't like focusing on yourself, particularly the the past, but when you do, it's pure gold. Mom and auntie at the craps table in Vegas, OMG, just hilarious. Taking the call from PK at the restaurant, just gold. I still think there's a book, but I understand. The Boomsies world awaits the visit of 1J someday. Could be the most bleep podcast in history. Cheers, Stephen. Sault Ste. Marie. Hi, Dan. I got questions about producer Tim. Last episode, you said that Eeyore is his spirit animal. 
And then later, Tim recommends a song by Run the Jewels. What does he have going on? I think a Producer Tim episode is in order, but Tim has to promise to give more than one word answers. We need to know more about this mysterious man, Dean in Alberta. Dean, no, we don't. And this one. <laughs> Got this one with the, uh, the subject being welding hose inquiry. Dear manager, we are rubber hoses with fittings manufacturer from China. Our main product, twin line welding hose, single line oxygen, air hose, oil resistant hose, PVC hose, etc. May I know whether you have any demands for this kind of rubber hose? If you have, please send me an inquiry. I'll give you a right quotation. Sincerely looking forward to your inquiry. Thanks and best regards. Livy, L-V-Y. Livy, Livy. Uh, so I don't know who was using the, the Boomsies email account inquiring about welding hoses. But we don't need any welding hoses, as far as I know. Unless Tim is into some real kinky shit. So thanks for your emails. Let's get to Boomsies Newsies. Oh, hi, Dan. Oh, it, does Z Money never do this? Or you just pushed him aside and you're like, I'm, oh, I'm doing the news. Yeah, that's me. Just, just chomping at the bit to get on air. Uh, correct term is champing at the bit. Yeah, no one says that. Okay, well, I'm just sorry. I just want to be grammatically or factually correct. Yeah, I'm aware of the the the, the different terms, but no. Uh, okay, Tim, you want, were you inquiring about welding hoses? No. Okay. I know techn- technology sometimes baffles you, but there's this thing called spam. Think that might have spam, been spam. Yes, it's a it's a canned meat. Exactly. Uh, what do you want to start with the the Pro Bowl? The NFL finally is getting rid of the Pro Bowl game, uh, but they are replacing it with a week long skills competition and flag football game. Brilliant. Yeah, but every time I hear them doing goofy stuff like this at the Pro Bowl, all I can think of is Robert Edwards in '98 when he blew out his knee and almost lost his leg playing beach football scares the crap out of me. And the only thing I have is, I guess, no, you'll just say a pro bowl. He's like a a 10 time pro bowler. You don't have to uh, change that term, but playing a contact game just before everyone's about to go on vacation, never made any sense. It should be a showcase of their talents. Um, but again, yeah, you don't want to go the fastest player and then someone tearing Achilles. So they'll have to have fun events, fun events to showcase their talents uh, so no one gets injured. But I'm glad they finally got rid of the game. Good decision, do have, NFL. Do you have any thoughts on what kind of uh, competitions you'd, you'd like to see? Uh, hula hoop, don't get injured there. Uh, cornhole, don't get injured there. Frisbee toss, I like that one. I'd like to see a quarterback throw a Frisbee. That'd be interesting. Um, and, and then quarterbacks, uh, you could do the accuracy thing. That's no problem. And how about uh, receivers catching balls from, like, helicopters? Stuff like that. Anything where you aren't sprinting 
or uh, moving your body quickly one way or the other. I just want no injuries, and I want goofy skills competitions. Didn't they do a thing a couple years ago with like drones, and they had drones dropping footballs for receivers to they catch did. or something? Yeah. Yes. So weird. continue to do that. I guess, yeah. In today's day and age, you don't need a helicopter. You just need a drone. Um, speaking of drones, Taylor Swift turns down the uh, halftime show opportunity for uh, the Super Bowl this year. You know, we had talked about it a couple weeks ago and thought she was ideal. Uh, but I guess she decided not to because she's too busy re-recording her back catalog. So Rihanna is now going to... Uh, do the halftime show uh it's the super bowl in arizona yeah tmz came out with the news that taylor swift was going to be the halftime act uh i sent it to unz money i'm like guys we called it with thanks to producer tim because he said i think taylor swift's gonna do it so i ran with that one when we had mike garofolo on so we put out the clip we're like yeah baby we called it and then a day later rihanna gets announced uh i like rihanna and i can't wait for her special guests uh, because they will be amazing. I don't know who Taylor Swift would have had. And Rihanna's got some bangers. I can't wait to see Rihanna. I'm more jazzed about Rihanna in the halftime than Taylor Swift in the halftime. And I think NFL fans will be as well. All right, moving on to uh, baseball. A uh, couple of home run chases this year. Pujols was rejuvenated somehow in the second half of the season and hit the uh, 700 mark. And Aaron Judge still sitting on 60 as we speak with the Yankees in Toronto. Uh, Dan, if you caught the 61st home run ball, what would you do with it? Would you keep it? Would you give it back? What would you want for it? I know exactly what I would do. I would let uh, the team or Aaron Judge contact me and every good negotiation starts with, okay, what do you have in mind? You never throw up because you might lowball yourself before anything starts because you'd say, oh, yeah, I'd like some tickets to a few games. And they're thinking, well, we were going to give you season tickets for life. They're like, yeah, yeah, okay, we'll give you tickets to two games and Ah, uh, all you can eat Toonie hot dogs at the next Blue Jays Toonie hot dog event. So I would let them start the negotiations and then go from there because I would not feel indebted to give the ball to the man. He is making millions. The team makes millions. So don't feel guilt about keeping a ball. Say, I paid for this ticket. I caught this ball. Let's have a negotiation. So never had let guilt go in there and say, oh, he deserves it. Yeah, I deserve to be here. It ended up in my seat, so it's now my property. What do you want to give me? No guilt here. Hey, give me the money. Uh, okay, uh, a more uh, controversial bit of news here. The Lou Marsh uh, Trophy, Lou Marsh Award. Uh, for Canada's top athlete, it's been handed out since 1936. It is getting a new name after people finally realized that Lou Marsh's writing was not great. Yeah, it was full of racism and even with the Nazis. Like, people were boycotting the Olympics in Germany and he's like, ah, it's all overblown. That Nazi stuff, overblown. 
And if you look at, he used derogatory terms. He uses racist terms. And we just kept his name on an award for the best athlete. You don't even have to, you have to change a plaque. There's like no Lou Marsh Museum. Even if there was, are you looking at the cost? Ah, too much of a hassle to change the name. And the guy died 70 years ago. And his own family was probably saying, did you read any of his writings? Ah, nah, we don't want to change this black. That costs like $10. It's about time. And there's only one award you name it, or one person you name it after the Terry Fox Award. Best athlete, Terry Fox. Oh, they started replaying because the Terry Fox uh, run was on. Replaying clips of Terry running every time. I call my kids and I'm like, there's Terry. There's Terry. So amazing. And I want, if anyone knows if they've recreated the Terry Fox shirt that he wore on his run, I would love to have one of those uh, retro Terry Fox run shirts, the originals. Well, not one that he wore because I believe there's probably some of those and his shoes in a museum somewhere. I know the, uh, the Leafs, at the Scotiabank Arena had the Terry Fox van on display uh, that they used. That was cool to see. But if you know where to get a Terry Fox shirt, I could probably do a Google search. Uh, I don't feel like doing that. I like getting it firsthand from people. So tell me where to get one of those. The Terry Fox Award. Bye-bye, Lou Marsh. You're no bueno. Yeah, Terry Fox, uh, that's, a, that's a strong choice. It's a strong choice. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and we're going to wrap it up here with a feel-good story. Uh, Amanda, a 51-year-old woman from Bristol, England, was taking a nap with her chihuahua named Belle when the dog had violent diarrhea. The mom of three was sleeping with her mouth open when the messy accident occurred. She was later taken to hospital and diagnosed with a gastrointestinal infection and hooked up to a drip. She was in the hospital for three days, but she forgives her dog. Okay, is she just covering for horrible morning breath where she went too far with it? Where someone's like, did a dog in your mouth? And she was so embarrassed that her breath was so bad where she's like, yeah, my dog had diarrhea in my mouth. They're like, yeah, right. There she's like, no, no, really it happened. I'm going to the hospital now. And they're like, Okay, you can just, we know you've got bad morning breath. Like, it's okay. No, I swear a dog in my mouth. That's why my breath is bad. They're like, again, we were just commenting on your breath. You don't need to take it this far to prove that you somehow got bad breath from something other than sleeping. But here I go. I'm going to the hospital. So I think she just took uh, not wanting to be embarrassed too far and there's no way a dog in her mouth. She just didn't want to admit that everyone has bad morning breath. I always call it a dragon breath. Uh, sometimes you get into a vehicle in the morning with people and you're like, uh, who needs some gum? Because you you can still eat something, you can still brush your teeth, but it's still there. 
and it just hangs in the air. So you got to do the old uh, pretend you're throwing something out the window to get that morning breath all out of that vehicle. You're like, ah. oh, yeah, I got to throw this uh, the spider out the window here. Uh, just need to get this. Got to put down your window over there, too. Uh, there was a spider I uh, needed to get out, too, and some dust. So there's no chance a dog in someone's mouth. That person just didn't want to admit that their breath was rancid. And on that note, that's that's the end of Boomsies Newsies. Ah, thanks, Tim. Really appreciate it. Uh, let's get to our guest. She is a freelance sports reporter. Uh, we've been buddies for a long time. And she has a list that her and I are going to compare. I have a list as well. And it's serial related, a topic that is very close to my heart. So we'll see how she does with this project. Here she is, Katie Caldwell. Katie, I think what's the last time we saw each other in person was South, South Korea. Boomsies. Boomsies. Hi, buddy. Hi, we were, uh, I always mention Canada House, how mm-hmm. if you go to an Olympics as a Canadian, you need to go to it. And I believe we saw each other there every day and we were both <laughs> cozied up to the bar. Who, us? Yeah. No, that doesn't sound no, like No, like you need somewhere to lean. You need somewhere to lean. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Just being so, so patriotic. I, did I even ask you why you were at the Olympics? Maybe. I don't know. We talked about a lot then. Um, a bunch of my friends were competing, the losers. So I oh, went to go see the homies. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you never decided to dive into the luge game? Not yet. I mean, I haven't ruled it out. I'm only 33, but. You've got a, your whole life ahead of you. <laughs> Truly. It's one of the one of the sports where I've talked to like a skeleton. Do you call them a rider or a driver? Rider? Um. Yeah. Either or. I feel like an idiot that I don't know the answer to that. I think, I just called... I think they both are acceptable. Well, <laughs> I, I talked so. to a, a loser or skeleton. They said, oh, you can jump in at any age. And if you devote yourself for four years, you will get a shot at that uh, an Olympic berth. And I'm like, what other sport can you just devote yourself for four years? Like you couldn't do that to golf. You couldn't do that to hockey. Just pick up a sport. So I think it's the every man sport, skeleton and luge. I couldn't disagree with you more. I think curling probably is one. Okay. That okay. jumps to mind for me is curling. Uh, so we've already had our first disagreement here on Boomsies. <laughs> my back pain tells me that luge or skeleton probably isn't in my near immediate future. Do you like tobogganing though? Um, I'm too much of a liability to do stuff like that. Like I just... Ah. Yeah, I live in a mountain town. It's pretty. I'm in the Rockies. I don't need to toboggan in the Rockies, Dan. Nobody needs. No. <laughs> I don't think they have that there. And your gondola burned at one point, didn't it? Yeah, that was a tough scene. Someone went up and burned down the top of the chairlift, like the second okay. day of the season. <laughs> so that takes a lot of planning because you don't just decide, yeah, like I'm going to burn that gondola down. That that is a very um focused arsonist. It was a pretty 
Intense time in Kimberly because a couple days before, someone had burnt down the gymnastics center. What are they so not like get, sports? Apparently not. <laughs> and niche sports, not even. <laughs> but um, the theory is with the chairlift is someone lost their job by being unvaccinated. So there was a little bit of anger. They dealt with it in a totally normal, high functioning way, as we all would, you know. What's next? The pickleball courts? Yeah. Are they, are they getting torched? <laughs> Have you taken up pickleball? Not yet. That's probably closer in my future than any sliding sports. Yes. Uh, any sport that has, uh, has a term in it, dinking and dunking, I believe. I think that's where you're right at the net and the people aren't moving and they look to be in slow motion. That's called dinking yeah. and dunking. <laughs> oh, man. The sport, I, I like it. At sometimes when I'm playing it, when I when I watch people playing it, I want those courts to be burned. <laughs> okay, that is a totally reasonable the, reaction. The noise, it just it's just one of those things that annoys me when I'm watching a pro <laughs> playing it. I like it. And I think that's the only sport that comes to mind where it infuriates me if I'm not playing. Okay. Yeah. I don't feel like that with any sports. I didn't actually grow up playing sports. I have never played team sports. I'm a terrible athlete. Wow. So yeah. no team sports. I always tell my girls, I'm like, make sure you play at least one team sport to get that camaraderie, mm -hmm. to get that we're all in this together. So did you just play individual sports or no sports at all? I was a dancer. So ah. yeah, so a lot of teamwork coordination, but then a lot of just solo pressure because there's just so many variations of it. Whether you're in groups, by yourself, duet. Okay, so how does your brain function? Because when my kids try to... Just <laughs> great wait, question. Just wait. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's a, that's a great a question, question my friend. anyone. <laughs> because when my kids try to get me to do like a, a dumb little TikTok dance, I my brain does not work where I can't remember any of it. I can't mm. remember simple, basic moves. And then I look at these dance routines and I'm like, how do you remember all that? So... How do you remember a dance routine when other people can't even get the first move down, let alone 65? I feel like rhythm is something that it sounds so cliche, but you're kind of born with it or you're not. Um, I've taught adult tap classes and it's funny because they can try and try and try and just will never, ever get it. And then some people, their first class is just boom. They understand it because tap is so rhythmic. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's I started baby ballet when I was three. So I don't really know what it's like to have to learn to dance where it doesn't come easily. I, I like that term. I just I just put my kids in that just so I could say it. Baby ballet. It's objectively <laughs> adorable. <laughs> baby, baby ballet. And then how do you go from dancing into being a hardcore football fan? Because that is your niche, football. Yes, big, big football fan. Um, I started, I got really into football about seven, eight years ago. I grew up hockey, total hockey fan, just like classic Canadian hockey family. Grew up at the rink when I wasn't dancing because my brother played, uh, dad played. But yeah, just a total sports family and I always loved watching it on TV. I wanted to be a sports broadcaster from when I was so young, but I was so shy and I just wasn't ready to go for it till I was older. I went to school at 26. So I'm newer in the industry relative to other people that graduated and then went right to school. But yeah, I just went for it later, but happy to be here finally. <laughs> yeah, the whole schooling thing, 
it's all about getting your your man hours. I always compare yeah. broadcasting to flying a plane. You got to put in your hours on the little Cessna before you go up to the next plane. I think the importance of the education is overblown because no one ever looks at that when they're hiring you. They look at your your demo tape. Yeah. See, you you haven't even been uh, uh, you aren't even over the age where you had to send a VCR tape to someone. That's that's how old I am because you now send a link to someone. Say, hey, look at my work. Before you had to go get some uh, some big envelopes. You had to go get some stamps. You had to find an address. You had to find out who you're sending that tape to, and you had to hope it ended up on someone's desk at the right time. I just missed that time. I know. Just and I sat it. I sat in a general manager's office once when they were looking for a new reporter. And I saw how they look at it. Tape goes in. It plays for three seconds. They're like, nope. And I'm like, oh, my God. I was just, I was feeling such shame. Not shame, but such guilt for these people. Not guilt. No, mm. what's the word I'm looking for? If they I heard you're knew, an empath. Yes. <laughs> I, yeah, I was not, but I wasn't feeling sore. I'm just like, they aren't getting the break that they deserve and yeah. the work that they put into this tape. They aren't getting what it needs so yeah it man was... it is such a cutthroat industry i don't need to tell you that but yes <laughs> even yeah. for the listeners like when i got into it i knew it was and i expected it to be but man <laughs> it's yeah. pretty crazy how quickly things change and just things like that where you spend hours and hours and hours on a demo reel and it's true what they tell you in school sometimes they watch three seconds but i, I was know. bad out Go of ahead. school i didn't make a demo reel because I didn't want to be on air and I kept kind of getting forced into it but I was editing behind the scenes producing that was what I always wanted to do so I didn't even bother making a reel out of school <laughs> I still have never made one yeah I don't even think they're a thing anymore like uh, I always have a lot of young broadcasters reach out to me and say hey what are your some what are some tips mm -hmm. should I go into broadcasting school and my answer now in the last 10 years has changed even in the last five years. Cause I'm like, just create content and then you'll discover what you're good at. And yeah. then, and then a future employer will see that and say, okay, he could help us out here. Or she could help us out here because before I'd say, Oh, go to a small town in uh, Fort St. John or whatever, mm -hmm. or Fort McMurray um, and figure out how to do everything at the station. But I don't even know if that's the right path anymore because there might not even be any jobs up there anymore. It's changed so much in the last five, 10 years, and it was changing before COVID. And then when COVID hit, everything obviously just shut right down. And we were able to figure out how to do stuff like this from home. So the landscape was already different where we knew that our attention spans as viewers, as consumers, frankly, just wasn't as long. Like a lot of people won't sit and watch a three-hour football game anymore. They want to go on Twitter and get the instant... Oh, Lamar Jackson run. Um, who is uh, your Super Bowl pick this year? Who Who's playing? Uh, who do you get to win? Are you going with the Bills to win everything like everyone else? Man, it's so hard not to. They're starting to get pretty injured like a lot of teams. Their defense especially. They just lost three starters. But heading into the season, I had the Chargers and the Rams in the Super Bowl. The okay. Chargers, we'll see what happens with Justin Herbert. He just, I worry about fractured rib cartilage god that just sounds awful mm -hmm. but yeah it's so tough to say the nfc is so wide open it feels like almost any team out of the nfc the eagles look really really good 
I'm really high on the Lions. That hard knocks bump, I was hoping they were going to be as good as I hoped. And they are. They look sensational. I'm a big Dan Campbell fan. But yeah, the AFC, there are going to be really good teams that don't make the playoffs. Because it's just so, so stacked. So you said you become a bit of a Lions fan because of the hard knocks. And then the same can be said for you became a huge F1 fan because of the, the Netflix series. Uh, which are you a bigger fan of, F1 or the Detroit Lions because of the Ooh. behind the scenes? That's such a good question. Yeah, I'm such a sucker for good production value. <laughs> I'm their target audience where I'll just fall in love with the team because of good production. But Nothing wrong with that. I So I'm so high on the Chargers that they're, they're my team. They're my guys that I, I think I'd have to say F1, especially because there's just more content of it. There's four seasons. And there were only five episodes of Hard Knocks, but man, I would take a bullet for Dan Campbell. That guy. Yeah, I've heard that. Is an I've heard excellent a lot coach. Of love him. Katie, I gave you uh, one piece of homework for this. I uh, we've had discussions on texts about cereals, and I've sent you pictures Many times. of. <laughs> I've sent you pictures. I'm like, you need to get this cereal. And you're like, I can't find it. I'm like, you need to find it. Uh, so I said, I want your top five cereals have you compiled that list and if you have i want you to um start at number five i've compiled it and even up to like game time decision i'm not comfortable with it my honorable mentions are just sitting there i feel like i needed a top seven the order yeah, has switched in the last 24 hours it yeah, feels I had wrong drop out too yeah okay i'll start at five yes Honey Nut Cheerios. Oh my God, I have the same number five. <gasps> no, look at us, Dan. But I said Honey Nut Cheerios with fresh strawberries. It is the only food I add fruit to because I okay. like fruit on its own. But with fresh strawberries in Honey Nut Cheerios, it is a game changer. <gasps> I've never had it. Oh my God, it brings it to a whole other level. Okay. Okay. That's a, number five, we're in agreement. Okay, next. Just moving on. Okay. Next, I have Reese's Puffs. Uh, lost me on that one. I uh, See, I love the premise of having candy for breakfast. Because yeah. as a kid, obviously, you're not allowed to do that. And then I became an adult, and I still have a lot of these moments of like, holy f**k, I can basically do whatever I want a lot of the times. So some days on days like that, I'll buy something like Reese's Puffs, and I'll wake up, and it's like, yeah, I will have three bowls of this today because I can. I regretfully have never had them because I don't know if I want that much peanut butter taste in milk. Mm. Okay, so that's your number four. What's number three? Um, Number three, this one, I have Frosted Flakes. Good choice. What I I love about them is they just, they're a classic. They stand up so well on their own. They're just cornflakes with a sugar coating. They're so simple, but so effective. And they don't need any additions. Marshmallows, raisins, granola right. clusters. They're just good on their own. And Frosted Flakes surprisingly stay crispier than you would think yes. longer in milk. Which doesn't make sense because they're so thin. But it's the sugar it coating. That mm-hmm. sugar coating repels the milk. Okay, good okay. choice. Number two. This one, I think, is the most underrated cereal out there. Golden Grahams. Ooh, lost yep. on that one. Not a Golden Grams fan. Oh, see, they don't get soggy super quickly. 
But I'm a big fan of graham crackers, pie crusts. This one is just a no-brainer for me. Wait, you're a fan of pie crusts? Of graham eat... cracker pie crusts. Do you eat pie crusts on their own with nothing in them? No, but you can tell the type of crust when you're eating a type of pie. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> Have you had I pie get... before, Dan? Oh, it's in lemon meringue. Yeah. Okay. Those are the graham cracker <laughs> pie crusts. They're like they're like chocolate pie. Never had a chocolate pie. Ooh. We'll Sounds talk good. after. Okay. And okay, drum roll, please. At number one on your top five cereals. Coming in at number one. No question, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I feel like there's no argument to be made otherwise. It is pure bliss in a bowl. It is Ooh. a 10 all around. Cinnamony. It's sweet. It's got far more complexity than those other cereals. And the milk afterwards is the best of all the ones we've spoken about. Okay. Especially so... if you get the last bowl of a box where you're rocking like 85 grams of sugar. <laughs> <laughs> CTC so your... all the way, baby. That's your top five. Regretfully, you failed. Thank you. I will give you the real top five. <laughs> we were in agreement on two of your cereals. Okay. I have Honey Nut Cheerios at number five, and I okay. have Frosted Flakes at number four on my list. Okay. Coming in at number three on mine, Fruit Loops. One of my honorable mentions. Okay. What yep. was your other honor honorable mention? You said you had two. Uh, Life Cereal. Yes. I almost had them too because- Okay. It is a healthy cereal, but you can still get that sugar <laughs> taste in there. Yes. Uh, and the, you remember the commercial from way back when? It was Mikey Likes It. No. Yeah. Look up Mikey Likes It, Life Brand Cereal. And whenever I think of that, I always think of the game of life as well. Did you ever mm. have the game of life? Where okay. you spin the wheel? Great game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the family. My kids are always pumped. Hey, I've got seven kids. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know if you want that, but okay. <laughs> and you're hoping to retire? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I'm a dog walker. I'm like, I don't know if he can support that family, but good luck to you. Okay. At number two on my list, Sugar Crisp. Oh, oh if you, interesting. If you want to run a marathon after eating your bowl of cereal and then immediately crash down to earth, Sugar Crisp is your cereal. Okay. And at number one, a cereal no one has ever heard about, but one that I have sent you photos of because I told you to find oh, okay, it. Okay, yeah. You go to the natural food section. It is called Cocoa Chimps. Little chocolate balls, but it's in the natural food section, so it's not hugely sugary. And I think it might be kind of good for you if it's in the natural food section and if they sell it at Whole Foods and other gro at their store. So Cocoa Chimps is my number one wild card pick, the best cereal. I buy three boxes at a time. You've changed your ways because I went back through our texts and I typed in cereal under the mm -hmm. search. You had Corn Pops in there. Yeah, Corn Pops, I, I don't like them anymore. And if you have Corn Pops in America and Corn Pops in Canada, completely different. Corn Pops mm. in the United States are not round balls. Really? Yeah, they're they're mm. they're kind of like uh, I can't even describe the shape of them. They aren't good though. I'm just so happy that you didn't say Captain Crunch. 
Now, as a kid, if you had asked uh, seven-year-old Dan, I would have had Captain Crunch because I ate a lot of it. I really? Can't, I can't stomach it now. It's just, it's too much. For me, it's not about stomaching it. It's like, I don't even know what the flavor is because I've only ever tasted pain when I eat it. <laughs> it's like sugar-coated sharp rocks in your mouth. Yeah, what is the flavor? Pain. I just told you. <laughs> yeah, that's the taste of pain. Captain, yeah. why, and Captain, why you want my mouth so bad? Get out of here. <laughs> Captain, just leave us alone. <laughs> Captain, get, get out of my grill. Uh, Katie, this is great. Uh, despite your top five list, really appreciate <laughs> it. What an absolute honor to join you. We've talked about doing this for so long. It was really great to come on. And guess what? We did it. We did it. And hopefully you'll return here and we'll have a new top five list. We'll have to just come up without what is uh, another top five i'll come up with one don't worry okay. about it you go enjoy your day we can do worst five cereals yes worst <laughs> five. Oh, i've got tons of those because there's a lot of cereals out there oh okay. mm. that's what's there's your a lot worst of cereals man top of mind what is your worst cereal number one um ooh, i wasn't prepared to answer it because usually i don't buy cereals anything just like like maybe shredded wheat where it's yeah, just a log wheat. of wheat with no Mini help. Mini wheats are good, though, because they got the yes. frosting. But mm-hmm. shredded wheat, yeah, garbage. Instantly soggy. Disgusting. Shredded wheat, number one, you're done. Wheat log. Get that out of my pantry. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> <A> wheat log. <laughs> Join the captain and get out of my mouth. I have nothing more to add to that. Um, you don't have Dan, to. I'm so grateful for having me on. And just, I know all your listeners feel this too, but I'm just so proud of everything you've done, everything you've accomplished, everything you've built. Thank I you. I love the show. Thank you. I really appreciate it. I ended up in my basement and I'm the only one who can say that and say, I actually enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy sitting in my basement. And I enjoyed having you as a guest. So now get the hell out of here and go fix that gondola. Okay. We'll chat soon, my friend. Katie, just a quality human. You can follow her on social media at Katie Loris. So Katie and then L-A-U-R-I-S-S. Don't agree with her cereal picks? Well, no, I agreed with two. The other ones? She should have taken Reese's out and put life in. She always choose life. Life. Very unheralded, underappreciated cereal. I'll go with that. And in full agreement on the Captain Crunch. What is that flavor? If you know what that flavor is, email us at, yeah, let's talk at gmail.com. We got to run. Uh, we'll see you next week. Make sure you hug someone and... Be nice to people. Doesn't cost you anything. Welcome to Boomsies with Dan O'Toozy. Live from Orno in the heart of Ontario. Oh, baby, Boomsies.